Amen. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I am um, honored at the opportunity to uh, return the favor and uh, speak at the appreciation service for Pastor Jenkins, as she uh, did earlier this month for me. I am honored that y'all went all the way to East Columbia to come ask me to come bring the word up. A little bit about myself. My name is uh, Johnny Simpson. I am the pastor of Haven Chapel United Methodist Church. I think y'all might have heard of it once or twice, maybe. Uh, Been there for about a year and a half now. Um, Was originally in the candidacy process as uh, a member of Windsor Village United Methodist Church in uh, Houston. And I, um, I thank God for a community of love. Uh, because if there was no community of love, there would have not been an opportunity for me to come off the bench, so to speak, uh, of 40 or 50, I believe, candidates at Windsor Village uh, to get an appointment. So I uh, thank God for the community of love, church, and I thank God for Pastor Jenkins. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, the, the giver of all good gifts and graces, the creator of all things and the judge of all persons, Lord God, we come before you asking that your word go forth, Lord God. Allow me to decrease and you increase, Lord God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord God. Meet everyone that is under the sound of your word, Lord God. Meet them at the point of their needs in the name of Jesus. Let this be a seed that is planted in good soil and produces good fruit. And your son's precious, perfect, powerful name, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. The uh, text for today is coming from Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. That is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. The word of God reads as follows, and I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ until all of us come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the son of God to maturity, to the measure of full stature of Christ. We must no longer be children tossed to and fro and born, blown about 
by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheme. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way in him who is the head into Christ from the whole body joined and knit together by every ligament which is equipped as is the part working properly promotes the body's growth and the building itself in love. It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. A lot of wonderful, wonderful things have been said about uh, Pastor Jenkins. And so I will only add just a little bit and I will not be before you long. But for the time that is ours to share together, I want to talk a little bit about the value of good leadership. The value of good leadership. I, I found it fitting that the scripture for the appreciation service came from the book of Ephesians. Because you see, the uh, church at Ephesus at the time was a new church, relatively speaking. It was a church where um, two major bodies were coming together to form one. One theologian called it, called the... uh, Ephesians, the uh, legal document entailing the merger of two bodies. Y'all might be able to relate to something like that. And, and then I also found it fitting, it went on to say that the mortar of the cement that brought these two things together was love. So you could say that Ephesians was a book writing about a community of love coming together. So you have this church and they're laying out the different things that the church needs to happen to come together. And it says that some are apostles and, and some are prophets and some are preachers and teachers and evangelists. And those are all leaders. They're all leaders in their own rights. And there are some people that believe that These are offices and there are some people that believe that these are gifts and I'm not really going to get into that right now. But I see those kind of characteristics in any leader some way or shape or form. Uh, It's a four legged relay race. And I guess I'll give you the start. The value of a good leader. Leaders listen. Let the whole church say listen. One thing I hear over and over and over again. And even before I met Pastor Jenkins, I'd heard it about her. Uh, the, the Methodist church is a network, and you can usually, between two or three people, find out about any pastor you want in the United Methodist Conference. And one thing that they always said about Pastor Jenkins is she was a good listener. She was always listening. Uh, even when someone was mad at her, she was a good listener. I pray that I can develop that skill personally. No, no. Because that is a a good skill to have is to be able to listen even when someone is telling you something that you may not want to hear. And Pastor Jenkins is a good listener. I've even benefited from her because uh, we go to the same. I went to the same church as her daughter and her daughter is a good listener. My wife has become a good friend. She always speaks highly of her. But leaders listen. That's what the pastor does. 
the pastor in this fivefold ministry, so to speak, the pastor that goes out and visits, visits the sick and checks on people and calls the parishioners. Listen, you learn a lot by listening. That's why they always said you have two ears and one mouth. You're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. Listen, the Bible says in James, you must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen. Slow to speak. Slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. And there are plenty of times that you can get angry. Plenty. But if you are slow to anger, sometimes you'll get a better benefit out of the situation. And sometimes you won't have to beat that person up. The Lord will beat them up for you. You just let them handle it and, and you can just hold your peace because you can't really take back words. We say words never hurt, but they hurt. And you remember what people have said. But if you're able to listen, you're not able, you, you won't end up saying those different things that may hurt somebody. So leaders, listen. Leaders on the second leg coming down the back stretch. This was a four by 100. The back stretch. Leaders learn. They learn to teach. That's one thing that I value about the United Methodist Church. They value education, not just a bunch of degrees, but actually learning something. That's why they have a a book of discipline and a book of resolutions and and the word. And they learn. Bible says in Proverbs that wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Yeah. And then it goes on to say in chapter 18 that the heart of the prudent acquires knowledge and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. You got to learn and you got to learn in order to be able to break it down, to be able to take something from the scripture, something written thousands of years ago and be able to make it apply to something today. Yes, the word stands on its own, but sometimes it's that much better to understand it if you're able to bring it today, bring, add something, add something to it. You need to be able to learn and in order to learn, you got that once you learn, you're able to teach. And that is what the pastor does. They teach. They teach and they also prophesy and speak the truth to power and speak the truth in love. So leaders learn. It's for the equipping of the saints. What does it mean to equip? It means to supply with the necessary items for a particular purpose, to prepare someone mentally for a particular situation or task. A phrase that is used is I don't think they're equipped for the modern age. When you are equipping someone, some of the seminars are, are you furnish, you outfit, you fit out, you provide, or you supply. And that's what we do when we come here every Sunday. We get the word that equips us to go through the rest of the week. This good word builds upon us and we are able to use it. We're able to get the tools that we need. We learn, we come here to get equipped to learn to look from the hills which cometh our help. We, We come here to get equipped to learn that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. We come here to get the equipment to learn that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We get equipped But all that comes from learning and leaders learn. 
something else on the third leg. Leaders make leaders. All right, what to say? Uh, you never know when somebody's watching, as it was just given an example in the introduction. Uh, but one time I was watching the community of love at our last charge conference, and I saw something that was of interest to me. The table that the community of love was set at, it was charge conference time, and as we know, you're turning in a bunch of documents and paperwork and preparing reports, and I was watching this table, and this table was operating with the efficiency of an assembly line. There wasn't a bunch of bickering. There wasn't a bunch of going back and forth. Everybody was just working. But everybody was working because obviously they were leaders. They were leaders. And not only were necessarily the leaders make leaders, but even if the leader didn't make the leader, they still allowed them to lead. You got that many leaders at a table in some situations, it's going to be an argument. It's going to be some fussing, some fighting, some confusion. And, and I'll say this, even if there was some fussing and fighting and confusion at the charge conference, I couldn't tell by looking at the table. I'm not saying there was, but even if there was a problem, it, I saw a group of people coming together, working and agreeing. Amen. That is a reflection of the leadership. Amen. Everybody working for a goal. And it's like that, not just that charge conference, but anytime I've seen the community of love at district or conference events, I can tell it's full of leaders Amen. and leaders who work. And you don't have to have a title to be a leader. You don't have to be on the SPRC or the uh, finance committee or the board of trustees or all of the above. You can just be a leader in having a good attitude. A good attitude will go a long way. You can work in the trenches and still be a leader. I played football when I was in high school, and I played running back. And the running back got the ball and was supposed to run past the line of scrimmage and try to score a touchdown as much as possible. Now, when I scored a touchdown, the touchdown went on my stats. It went on Johnny Simpson's stats. Johnny Simpson ran for 100 yards this game, and Johnny Simpson scored a touchdown. But Johnny Simpson didn't score the touchdown by himself. Johnny Simpson had a line, an offensive line of people that got in front of people and put their bodies in the way so that they could block and get me my yardage. And they, and I made it, I understood very clear that if somebody slipped or if somebody didn't feel like blocking the person in front of them or somebody just didn't like me that day, I was going to be in trouble. But it's a reflection, just as much as I was a leader, they were leaders working in the trenches blocking people, putting their bodies out in front, taking the hit so I didn't have to. And that's what a pastor does when they sit as a head of a house. They take that spiritual hit so that you don't have to. They take that call so that you don't have to. They stand in the way so that you have a clean jersey and you didn't get tackled. They take that hit for you. Leaders make leaders and they allow them to lead. And uh, they allow them to lead. And sometimes when you allow them to lead, the, the uh, situation doesn't always work out the, the immediate way you thought. But in the end, it becomes. I, I heard 
a couple of people say that, you know, they were a little bit skeptical when they first met Pastor Jenkins. And I am not, uh, one person even used the term doubting Thomas. I, for one, don't really see Thomas as a bad person. I know we see a lot of people have preached these sermons about a doubting Thomas and, and used it to, you ain't got no faith in that. Doubting Thomas just wanted to see for himself. And, and something that I learned in learning the history of the church is that after doubting Thomas saw for himself, doubting Thomas traveled all over the world, starting churches. The rest of the disciples stayed pretty much in the same area. But there are churches all the way out in India and all over Asia called the Mark Tomar churches that were started because he saw for himself. And so sometimes you got to let leaders doubt and work, work something out for a little bit, maybe be a little because once they learn for themselves, they'll be that much more on fire for the kingdom. And I believe that is a product of good leadership. And not only do leaders listen, not only do leaders learn, and not only do leaders make other leaders, leaders lead. And they lead us to Jesus. See, that, that strong foundation that I was talking about earlier and what the scripture talks about not being strayed by other doctrine. When you are taught about Jesus, all other things fade away. Only what you do for Christ will last. You lead, that is what the evangelist does in the gift. That is, that is what they do. Spread the gospel according to Christ. And I, myself, personally don't and have never had a problem sitting under women leadership. Amen. Let me just stop right now because that's not in my notes, but we're going to talk about it for a little bit because I got the microphone. The gospel, what Jesus was born of a virgin, crucified, died, and buried, and rose again on the third day, right? That's the gospel. That's what we're supposed to teach, right? Well, who was there to know that he was born of a virgin? <clears throat> a woman. Who was there when he was crucified, died, and buried? A woman. Who was there to know that he was rose from the dead? A woman. And who was told to go tell the disciples? A woman. So the first Easter sermon speech, that Easter sermon that was ever gave, the first Easter speech, the first proclamation of the full gospel came from a woman. But we can't hear that every Sunday when it was heard first. If it was good enough for the disciples, it ought to be good enough for me. So leaders lead to Jesus. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus, blood, and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. That firm foundation on Christ, the solid rock I stand other ground is sinking sand. We lead to Jesus and that's what Shirley Allen Jenkins has been doing this entire time. She's been listening. She's been leading. She's been making other leaders. She's been
been learning and she's been leading you to Jesus. So I thank God for you, Pastor Jenkins, and I thank God for the community of love. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come.